Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the show tonight, our Thursday night Survivor show. If you guys have a question on Survivor, you guys can call in um, 347-237-5506. Let's, let's have a great show, guys. It's April 6, 2017. Welcome, Survivor fans. This is the Rad Reality Show Network. We connect you to the reality stars you love. I'm Sherry Garcia. I'll be your co-host. So please allow me to thank you for being here with us tonight for Mike and the Mike, our Survivor Recap Show with host Mike Albright. But you might know him as the number one Survivor fan in the world. He's currently met 468 Survivor alumni, and he's met Jeff Probst, Mark Burnett, Lynn Spillman, and all of the -the behind-the-scenes crew who work their magic season after season to keep Survivor fresh, exciting, and all of us fans on the edge of our seats year after year. Now, usually Mike has Survivor alumni as his guest, but tonight we're changing things up a little. Mike has a very special guest who happens to be a friend to both of us, and I can't say enough good things about him. He's uh, He was currently or was on, not currently on, but he was on Glass House, and everyone fell in love with him there. And um, he has the greatest sense of humor ever. I I don't know how to say that anymore. He's just the funniest guy ever. He's done stand-up comedy, and um, I don't know anyone who doesn't adore him. Of course, I'm talking about Jeffrey Marks. Um, he's just amazing, and he's actually a huge Survivor fan, too. So um, I can't wait to hear what he has to say about Survivor Game Changers and last night's epic episode. And as always, our listeners are invited to join in the conversation. So if you have questions or comments and want to talk to Mike and Jeff tonight, Call in at one three four seven two three seven five five zero six, 
And once you're on our switchboard, please remember to press the number one key on your phone. That lets us know that you're ready to join the conversation on air and you're not just listening to Mike and the Mic from our switchboard. Now, I'm going to play a little intro and we'll be right back with Mike and the Mic. Super fan. Big Mike. Big Mike, you're up. Hi, Mike. How are you? How are you feeling? Hey, Sherry. Uh, I've been better. I have slept probably 16 hours since uh, 24 hours ago. So a lot of sleep, a lot of rest. But I did watch this episode twice, and I can't wait to talk about the exciting sixth episode of this uh, Game Changer season. I'm stoked we have a unique guest tonight, too. How are you doing? I'm fine. Well, um, Blog Talk, I think, is trying to give me a heart attack. Um, I wasn't able to get onto Blog Talk until about 45 seconds before our show started. So um, <laughs> their technical issues are cutting it down to the wire. And tonight was about the closest we've ever come to not being able to go on air. Um, literally about 45 seconds. Wow. Before showtime, I was able to get onto the switchboard. <laughs> Crazy. I don't, and I want to make an announcement to, I don't even have our chat room open yet. So, um, for those that might be trying to get into the chat room, I'm going to be trying to get it open. Blog Talk is having big problems, and I don't know that I'll be able to get the chat room open. I'm going to keep trying. But right now, I don't have the chat room open at all. Um, so you may, we may not have a chat room tonight. Okay, well we'll work through that. Then if anyone, if anyone's friends with either of us or Jeff, just uh, you can always send us questions directly, and we can put those on the air too. If the, if it's not working there, so we'll we'll roll with the punches, but not get knocked out. That's what we do here at uh, the Rad Reality Show Network and on Mike on the Mic specifically. So. That's right. Ooh. So call in with your questions and talk to us. We want to hear from you. So Absolutely. call in and say hi. Don't be shy. We don't bite. Uh, yeah, I seldom bite people through the phone. It's really tricky to do. So <laughs> and we do have your guest on the switchboard. So whenever you're ready, we can go ahead and bring him up and get this party started. Let's bring this handsome man in here. Let's go. Yeah. Let's do this. I can't wait to say hi to him. 
we have Mr. Jeffrey Marks from the Glass House with us. Hi, Jeffrey. Hi, Cherry. How's it going? It's been forever. I know. I'm so happy you're with us. How are you? I'm good. I'm doing good. I just moved back to New York, so I'm kind of settling in. Uh, so I've been a little, little chaotic, but I've been catching up on my Survivor, so that's good. Awesome. Um, glad Hi, you're Mike. back How in East Coast. You? Good to talk to you, Jeff, and thanks for uh, coming on and talking about Survivor. And uh, we we yeah, battled. Yeah, you guys are really uh, dra- dragging the bottom of the barrel, getting Glasshouse people in there today, huh? Did all the survivors take the day off? Uh, well, I've been messaging a lot of people about coming on, and it's the sixth season I've done for the show. I replaced Bubba and Coach, and damn, I don't know what the deal is. Like, I'm the only person on the network that wasn't on a reality show. I'm pretty well known, but <laughs> it's really tricky to get guests, but I really appreciate you coming on, and I know you're no, pretty I'm, you hilarious. Know, I, I, it's, it's been a while since the class house has done anything for me, and at least today it's gotten me on your podcast, so that's great. <laughs> I'm glad to help, and I've actually, since our since we battled in George's game, I watched some of the episodes. I haven't seen them all, but it was neat to see you, and I, I didn't really appreciate some of the what people said about it just being a straight copy of a, a CBS show because I, th- I saw some different nuances and wrinkles, so I, I really yeah, enjoyed it. Yeah, there was your... some different stuff. There was some different stuff. You're right. But uh, what a what an episode and what a season. Uh, with, with the idea of Game Changers, we're six episodes in. Looking at the cast, and this is it's kind of hard for the survivors. A lot of them are really political about this, but being not part of that franchise – was anyone here not a game changer to you when you you know saw this initial list, or did anyone oh, scratch you mean, your like, head in over the cast, just the the general cast lineup? Yeah. Um, well, actually, there were. It's not that they weren't. Ga- there was a couple people where it wasn't that they weren't game changers. It's that I couldn't yeah. remember who they were. <laughs> so yeah, guess, that's 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 the thing. And, who and couldn't you remember? To, you got to have. Then you have to ask yourself the question like do you have to be memorable to be a game changer? And I think the answer to that is actually no. Like, mm-hmm. I think Hallie is a great, or is it Haley? I don't even know still. Um, I think she's a great example of someone who I c- couldn't tell you what, what season she was on originally. I certainly don't remember her. But she has gently poked and prodded in a couple directions on this season that she has changed some parts of the game already, even this early on. So um, I think being a lawyer in real life has something good to do with that. And she's, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, she's uh, soft-spoken, but yet very focused in her language during tribal council. Um, And I think that's helpful for her. I won't remember her in a year from now. (laughs) You probably won't, yeah. And I some surprise last episode she was, quote, dicking around but still did better in the balance beam. So I I, did you know they could say dicking at 8 o'clock on network television? Because I didn't think that was something you could do or say. We live live in a new society now. Society is evolving. And I think part of that means you can say dicking on TV now. (laughs) Probably emulated by the current uh, number 45. Who knows? (laughs) Yeah, well, now you can say whatever you want anywhere. It doesn't matter. You can just say whatever. <laughs> uh, crazy dystopia we're living in. Uh, anyone else coming in through these first you know, six episodes before we recap the show? Um, right. Really uh, for anybody well, you know, so far? I, here's here's another interesting casting choice that I, I, I think um, is uh, – 
worth talking about is I think Ty, uh, and I just realized this last night or whatever night it was that I just watched the most recent episode. I think Ty in his first season came off a little more powerful, a little more grounded, a little more in control of his gameplay. And I think in retrospect, I think he's a game changer because he's actually sloppy. I think he's kind mm-hmm. of a sloppy player. And so that I, that kind of highlights the, the idea of being a game changer. Does that mean that you're actually good at the game? And I don't know as if Ty is. I think he's a great character. I think he's a great person. I love watching him be a part of it. But I don't think I would say he's a good player at the end of the day. Sure, he's found, he, he, mm-hmm. any, you know, you can find a, a hidden idol and you can – uh, you know, charm your way as far as it, you can go, but I don't think that really ultimately means that you're a winner or a good game player, uh, unfortunately. But I do like actually and strategically, he is quite. He's very weak. He's a he's been a fan of Sherry and I since Co uh, Wrong, but I think I definitely said from the beginning he's not strategic. Socially, he's challenged at that. He's good at the uh, challenges, like the physical component, but his communication mm-hmm. skills are hard to deal with. And I understand that he. You know, it comes from a different place, so that that's understandable that his communication would be challenged. But you know, there's been other people on the show that had were from other places that have done better and communicated better. And I think just his instincts are just poor. With we'll recap specific things that happened on the show. Just put calling out Ozzy with Ozzy sitting right behind him. If he didn't have two idols in his pocket, uh, the, the guy could have gone home. And I think he's. He was very lucky to make it to final three in Korong, and even luckier that he was an animal lover to get some extra money from Sia. And that was weird yeah. in the audience to actually see what Sia looks like. So, uh, so yeah, she she very rarely lets her face out of the bag. That's for sure. Um, but can you were you surprised that Sandra Diaz Twine went to uh, four tribal councils in six episodes, and finally it took the fifth one to get her out is with that is this i mean i'm surprised she got as far as she did she should have been the first one out of there no matter no no questions asked from anybody but um but i mean she's great she's a great player and i love her she's she's one of my all-time favorites of the whole uh series um but you can't on what was this like her fourth time playing third time fourth time sandra's third yeah I mean, okay, so she's so it was her third time playing, and the other two times she won. You don't let that person go into the game as deep at all. You just you should have gotten them out earlier. So to see her go um, is, you know, as a fan, I'm sad because I love her. But also as a game player, you have to get her out. Don't give her any traction. You got to get her out. Uh, and I think it was a very clear episode. Um, where they really had to strategically plan how to do that and really, like, plot around it. And uh, Ty being in the middle of all that really didn't make things easy at all. It was a hard thing to do. And I I think I give Zeke credit for that. I think the the episode laid out a very um, strong case for – uh, Zeke to earn his spot there. I know some people are kind of like game changer. I don't know if he really is a game changer. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, he was definitely strong on millennials versus Gen X, and he was a you know it was recognized that he was a powerful force in that game. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm glad to, that he's getting a second chance to do the game again and show just what he's capable of because um, 
because I I give him the credit for doing what no other survivor has done so far, and that gets Sandra out of the game. They were they made they made a good move. Zeke and he and uh, three other people. It was their first tribal in episode five, which is kind of nuts. Ozzy, Sarah. Um, let me see. Ozzy, Sarah, Zeke, and um, Andrea finally made it to tribal council. So that was they got to get their torches. And amazingly, the other big social target to counterbalance Sandra and also not really a great challenge competitor unless it's a puzzle is Suri. And we're sitting six episodes in and Suri still has not been a tribal and will most likely make the merge. Does that surprise you in any way? Like how did Suri navigate the, to get that far from being at her first season? She was at tribal council and almost went home to not even being at a tribal for her fourth season in. Mm-hmm. I think Suri, Suri is a great, manipulator and a great player and I think she uh, it's easy to think if you're another player around Suri if she's pulling her weight uh, in other ways I think if she just keeps up in challenges then they don't think about voting her off because I think the the underlying realization is is when it comes down to a one-on-one game other people see her as weak and not ever being able to win immunities or challenges or anything. Um, mm-hmm. She's another player that I, I personally love as a person and a character on my television, but I certainly wouldn't let her get very far. She's <laughs> like, yeah. she, she's very adept at what, what the game needs. And uh, I also think sometimes there's a little bit of luck, at least on this season um, for her mm-hmm. with the wins and the switching Pardon me, because I think the the tension between her and Ozzy probably would have been a very difficult thing to navigate on that tribe would they have not have been mixed up recently. So the fact that she's not part of that now, I think actually gives her a little more freedom in the game, and we might see her be able to move and mix around a little bit more. Okay. Um, from all these people, what who have you interacted with in, in uh, person from the, this group, from uh, events or just around it, social things? Do you know any of the current cast? Are you oh, friendly with any of the cast? I'm trying to think. Uh, I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I'm looking through the list right now. Um, okay. I mean, I met Mal- Malcolm briefly. He's a nice guy. Um, yeah, yeah. Zeke was actually a friend of mine from years ago uh, through Upright Citizens Brigade, the comedy theater. So I've actually known Zeke for years. Okay. Uh, and I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled to see him finally uh, get a chance to play this game. He actually, <laughs> I had a going away party in New York before I moved out to Los Angeles, like four and a half, five years ago, and mm-hmm. uh, I did a uh, a Big Brother game in my house. Uh, in my apartment um, with like 16 people and most everyone didn't know each other. So it was just kind of a fun, good way to say goodbye to a bunch of friends who hadn't necessarily met each other yet. And Zeke Zeke played one of those and he got to the final two of that game. Uh, And I, I remember him going, God, this is something I should try again. I should like audition for those things. So I really encouraged him to send, send in videos and stuff. Um, and he, oh, you he got it. started Zeke. Yeah. From A to Zeke. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, I like that phrase from A to Zeke. And then, um, Caleb, I've also met, uh, in passing here and there back when I used to work in 
casting. I uh, was a talent wrangler for Big Brother for a couple summers. Um, and one of the seasons was he was on it. Uh, and he was nothing but nice and kind. In fact, I remember having to rescue him from a, a crowd, a crowded gay bar. <laughs> he, <laughs> he didn't know how to get out of it. And there were lots of people swarming, girls and boys. But I, uh, he was like, can you help me get outside? <laughs> So I had to help help him get out of the bar. Uh, but, uh, no, my experience with Caleb was nothing but positive. Awesome. And that's an interesting perspective that we've never – that we've not – that I've ever had since I've done this. This is my sixth season with uh, the Rad Reality Network. What's it, what's it like on the other side of things? You've been cast on a show, but the actual casting process, how – how difficult is that? Do people just, you know, you resonate with you, or do you kind of go in with a game plan? Like, how does how does that work? I mean, well, whatever you cover will answer, and it's fine. Yeah. Uh huh. Each show is different regarding what their casting needs are, um, mm-hmm. and so each show you you kind of have to um, you go about approaching casting in a different and specific way. Uh, mm-hmm. I have not worked on uh, Big Brother or Survivor in that capacity, um, okay. so I don't really have firsthand knowledge of either one of those. Uh, okay. But uh, I know, uh, generally speaking, and this is from the experience of shows that I've worked on and the show that I was on from the inside out of it, there's um, <clears throat> quite the process of you have to research, you have to outreach on the Internet. It's all mm-hmm. done online. Um, you got to get your casting notice out on Facebook, on social media, on Twitter, on Instagram, wherever you can, whatever website you can post it on, whatever podcast you can talk about it on. Um, in fact, right now I'm working on a show for Bunim Murray Productions called Undressed. Um, that if anyone is a, a si- single and between the ages of 18 and 25, <laughs> let me know. I have a show that you might like to be on. No, um, and no for me, but hopefully if a listener is, and maybe this is their their chance. Yeah. Yes, find me on find me on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. I will connect you. Um, but it's all about the you, once you find your people, then you then the fun part is then you get to interview them over Skype or if you know if they're in they are close by, you can bring them into the office, and then you uh, you edit that footage down to like a three or four or five minute package with an editor. And then you showcase that person's personality to the network executive, uh, Mm -hmm. explaining why they would be good, a good fit for the show. Um, So it really is kind of like using personalities as an art form, as a medium to create. Um, And much like how in movies or scripted television, the writers are kind of the, the cornerstone of the creative process, in my opinion, I think mm-hmm. the casting people are the cornerstone in that same way for unscripted TV because they're finding and producing the talent um, to get on the show. Because if you don't find someone who automatically can create content and has a vibrant personality that can talk without spaces and um and uh, and uh then, yeah. you, then, then you're working with them to use their personality uh, as an art piece really. Uh, and sometimes those art pieces come out great and sometimes they don't, you know, <laughs> it's all a gamble. That's the, that's oh, the yeah, I'm sure I Cause I know there's probably people you think are going to be a home run every time and then they strike out and vice versa. You're like, well, this person's 
kind of interesting, and then they end up excelling. Yeah, it's amazing the whole process. Yeah, it's always a gamble. You never really know until you get them in on the show, and the production is rolling, and the cameras are going, and and the people are all there, and you just don't know if they they will uh, hold up or not. And usually they do, uh, and usually they perform in in ways you expected, but sometimes they don't. Yep. Sherry, I've been kind of talking like for crazy here. Uh, do you have anything before we go point by point in the recap? Any questions for Jeff? Or um, I just want to let everyone know that I just this moment got the chat room open. Yeah. Yay. So it's... Yeah, the chat room is ready to rock and roll. So if anybody wants to jump in our chat room. We finally got it where open, find, so you, come on in. Where do you find the chat room? Where do you where do you find that? Is it in the thing? Maybe you tweeted me at that link. Yeah, that link. Um, you go to that link, and then you scroll down the page a little bit, and you'll see the live chat room. Right now, it's uh, empty okay. because everybody probably thought um, it's been closed since the show started, so everybody probably gave up on us. But normally, uh, we would have people in there. <laughs> um, oh, technology! Chatting away and asking questions, um, making comments, and that kind of thing um, about the show. And it's been one of those nights today that uh, Blog Talk was having technical issues, and as Perfect. I said. Just now got it open, so the show must go <laughs> on, and we'll we'll deal with uh, technology. Will not stop us by any means. No, and, uh, uh, I, like I said, I was, already. Oh, cool! I was sick yesterday, but I woke up from a nap to watch the show, then went back to sleep, and then I slept pretty much all day, being sick as a dog. But then I've watched the show for a second time because it's always it's interesting taking notes. I take about five six pages of notes every every show and then going back when you when you're not watching the show the whole time while you're trying to write watching that second mm-hmm. time catch a lot of you know nuances and I, I need to find if there's a place that does the closed captioning I, I i haven't been able to find that would do like uh like almost like a script from the show i think it'd be better to make sure i don't miss any good quotes but it was the we start out the episode coming back from the last tribal and uh you know jt went home and aubrey's by herself and she's like I think Aubrey handled that well, as well as she could. Like, you know, you guys, great move. Um, her and JT went for Michaela, which I think Michaela would have been a threat as the merge approaches, just like she was last season. But uh, mm-hmm. Aubrey handled well, and then Sanders just lays it out like, you know, the reason we got rid of him was because he betrayed us. Um, if you had been there, Jeff, what do you think you would have done if you were in their shoes? Would you have gone JT or Michaela, and why? I mean, I pro- the thing is, is uh, I I think JT is a, a great, good person. I think he's got a good, good moral compass. I think he's a stand-up guy. He's also mm-hmm. won the show, and I don't yeah. think um, I would let him get get very far either. Uh, the thing is, is I I would want him out before Michaela personally because I feel like. Even though Michaela's a little bit bonkers and a little bit hard to manage and a little bit rough around the edges, mm-hmm. I I think that I could play with her at least to some degree, 
after getting J- J- a threat like JT out. So okay. there definitely is pros and cons to either one. Um, but I think I think Michaela is someone that I could bring my devilish evil side out and kind of bond with in a gameplay okay. arena. And hopefully that would earn me some points uh, for a couple rounds at least. I, don't, I certainly wouldn't fully trust her in any way, but I feel like there'd be a good understanding of like, hey, let's get the, guy, the dude who's like one before out before. Uh, I also feel like she's probably the type of person who's like, can we get, can we get like the straight white boys out of here first and like let some minorities ha- have a chance at winning a bunch of money? So I feel like that is something I could speak to her about. I feel like there's a, a similar, you know, a similar uh, thought process on that between her and me. Uh, so I feel sure, like yeah. that would that would be at least again at least for a week or two <laughs> get yeah. us through a little bit of of a of a gameplay hump. Because last season on Millennials versus Gen X, we went through after uh, Paul went first. Or was it Paul? I, I need to know my Survivor trivia better. But then we had all those women of color and women just go out in a row, and there was a bunch of the sausage fest there at the end. And uh, sure. Know, we just played in a game, Sherry, that was a straight-up sausage fest with, you know, 22 dudes battling out and egos. And was it 22, 24? <laughs> there was a lot of guys. I think there was 20 to start with. I think there was 20. And, I mean, I, one guy quit at the very beginning, so I think that left us at 19. But I think there was 20 people at the front of that online game we played. Yeah. So we're warriors, wow. Sherry. We've battled out in the trenches. So allies and <laughs> Not allies, so yeah. Uh, well, going into this this episode, so that that's the beginning. They 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 talk about it. and Sandra's pretty. You know, if anyone, it's not me. She'll she's subtle with, but she kind of, you know, let down her guard a little bit to say that she felt betrayed, and that was the reason they went there. So it was kind of interesting well, that think they showed good, that. I think that's like a good partial reason, but also mm-hmm. I would I would assume Sandra also doesn't want JT to go to the end again. She wants to be the multiple winner, not not someone else. So so I think it's kind of a convenient truth, but I, I think there's more reason rather than just he needs to be punished. I think that's a good thing to frame it as, but yeah. uh, and to be her lead reason, but I think there's more reasons than just that. Oh, there's probably more layers to it. And the other layer that's interesting is there's a lot of online chatter that, you know, JT's now played – three times and Steven's only played twice, but he shut out Steven and token chains. And then people were wondering who were the, you know, Steven was called the wizard for a reason. What components of this, you know, was he leading the show and token chains to give JT his win? Cause we've seen some pretty intriguing gameplay by JT um, in his other two seasons, you know, giving away an idol to arguably the worst villain in reality TV history, at least the one with the allegedly smelliest ass. Um, yeah. Some of the stuff he did this, you know, season fighting over a bowl of sugar, like I just don't know. <laughs> maybe his win's not as strong because you know Sandra went against some very iconic players in the season she won, heroes versus villains primarily. Even in uh-huh. uh, Pearl Islands, though, taking out Rupert and Fairplay and Savage and Lil, like she's outlasted some formidable adversaries. So I'm, oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, I think I think JT's a little bit of a of a of a weaker player without Steven. I think they were a great pair, and I yep. think what what each one 
their, their strengths and weaknesses were very complementary, and I don't know if either one can get to the end of the game without the other one. Very fair. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so we go to the challenge, and they are told to drop their buffs again. And I also saw online chatter, which I found hilarious, you know, in my stupor from being sick, that people were like, well, they just do an extra merge just to get Sandra. I'm like, well, probably not, because it's an opportunity to bring in this new wrinkle of Exile Island with a twist. They're not sitting on an island under a skull statue with nothing. You go to Exile Island these days, and you get everything you want in the world and John Cochran. So, um, I was Oh, like, yes. Love Cochran. Very thrilled to have seen his face on this episode. I think uh, he's a fun player. He's a great character. He's a good guy. Uh, very, very fun to see him again. And I really do think he ended up changing Debbie's game. I think that he gave her some very important tips that she didn't think about right away. And I think if she, uh, she just might take those uh, suggestions to heart and modify her gameplay in the weeks to come. And that indeed is a game changer. If she if she can do that, Sherry, what's your uh, what your what's your take on? Before we even go to the swap part, the exile part, which was shown third, what um what do you think of Debbie's Exile Island experience? Completely unexpected. Um, <laughs> first of all, seeing the boat and seeing that she was going to get to, you know, be there in the life of luxury. So funny. Not what anybody would expect or Exile Island, getting to eat and drink and, you know, relax in luxury is not what you would expect for Exile Island. Then to get the cherry on top, which was Cochran coming to, you know, give her his wisdom was just incredible. I mean, I was hoping he was going to get to go in the game. I that would have been interesting because yeah, people were talking about is it one of the other players like and I, I think I mentioned it last week is just hypothetical. Maybe it's an outcast deal where they did some kind of an activity and one of them gets to come back into the game. But yeah, Cochran was there, and there were a couple April Fools' jokes I guess that I saw. Um, that, you know, Boston Rob, I think, tweeted that, that he was going back, and I'm like, well, that's interesting. I, why the, I mean, I, I'm kind of glad he wasn't there, but I, I've just, we haven't had anything like that. We had the only closest thing that I can think of is I think in Gabon, they had the option of, you know, comfort or a clue to an idol. And I think one of Sugar's many trips, she got to eat an apple, but, you know, Debbie's like meats and salads and alcohol <laughs> and one, which I thought was alcohol. And a hammock and a pillow, and I just it was a it was a neat twist to a game in the thirty fourth season to see something like that. And the tribe switch up, I thought was it seemed fair enough. Everything's fair in Survivor to go back to two tribes, and I think that's a little easier to follow. There's only you know one tribe that wins, one tribe that loses. You don't have to worry about you know just coming in seconds enough to avoid tribal. The shakeups were pretty interesting. Some flipping. I think the only person that has stayed on the same tribe the entire time as Haley. She's been mana the whole way, but there's been several people bouncing back and forth between, you know, different groups. I have to have a diagram up to even keep, keep track of that. But going into the challenge, 
which tribe were you rooting for, Jeff or and Sherry? Did you have a or who were you wanting to win and who do you want to see go to tribal? The tribe um, I, that I wanted to go I to tribal went to tribal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I I think they were both so evenly split. I I actually was fascinated to see either one happen. Uh, okay. I, you know, I as as someone who's like friendly with Zeke, I never want to see my friends have to go to tribal. So mm-hmm. I guess any anything Zeke's on is is the team I'm rooting for technically. Okay. <laughs> okay. But I also felt like if if that team went to tribal, I felt like he would be safe. So, and it turns out they were. He was. So, um, so yeah. So I, that that was fine with me. You need to get Sandra out. So that's fine. And then from some and Sherry, what was your take? Would you have a similar or different feeling or? No, I just I thought it was amazing that you know she had made it as far as she did. But she did. I was concerned that she was going to make it to the merge, and if she made it to the merge, that would have been a whole nother ball game. And you know, I think she's an awesome player. She's the queen. There's no doubt about it. But it was time for her to go before the merge. Yep. If the uh, if the other tribe had gone, what's your what's your gut tell you? Who do you think would have uh, gotten the axe with the the new tribe arrangements there? Oh, I got to remember who it all was. Let's see. Uh, uh, Troy, Zan, Michaela, Sierra, Haley, Aubrey, Suri, and Culpepper. I think. I feel like Aubrey or Suri would have been out of that one. Just because they're strong in-game competitors that have kind of lasted the longest in their previous installments, or yeah, and isn't there something I read somewhere on the internet, something where Brad Culpepper and Sierra and someone else had like kind of like a, a pre pre-show kind of like, hey, if we get to work together, let's work together kind of thing. I feel like that's a rumor that's out there in a lot of places. So I feel like. Aubrey, Aubrey was on the outs on her other tribe. She might have been on the outs of the other one. Aubrey's having a hard time finding her footing in this game, um, and I think that uh, that probably would have been evident should they have gone to tribal as well. Yeah, and I, I think she she's a threat because she almost won, and a lot of fans, including myself, you know, CBS didn't really sell Michelle's win in Korong. I don't think her, you know, showed us what was going on as well. So there was this natural tendency to root for Aubrey. But she, yeah, she's gone to four tribals and was with the group two of the times and then was part of the Sierra votes that got nullified by the Thai idol and uh, was on the outs going against Michaela because I think she's threatened by Michaela. She's a you know, strong woman that does better in challenges. And But I think Michaela's mm-hmm. a little more volatile, so... I don't know. I think there's people that didn't make second chances that kind of formed into a natural grouping, too. Your Troy Zans and Culpeppers, they were both sitting there. I was in the studio when that happened, and that was painful to watch. You know, 20 people getting to go on Survivor and 16 people not. It was it was rough to see as a fan and knowing most of the cast because they came out and they were waving at my friend Tosh and I when we were in the crowd. It was very 
interesting television. But uh, I would agree. Mm-hmm. That I would say Ciri should be a target if she goes to Tribal. And um, and they, I heard online Sanders saying, and I'm not sure, do you think that they threw the challenge intentionally to go to Tribal or do you think they just lost? Because it seemed like Mana just did amazing in that barrel challenge. But Sanders today is, in some exit interviews has said, they threw it, so I didn't know what your perspectives were, either of you. Oh, Sandra has said that in exit. Exit, exit interview. interview is saying that they threw the challenge just to get rid of her. Uh, I mean, they might have. Uh, <clears throat> the the back row of people that were pushing on that boat uh, definitely are three people who didn't have the uh, the motivation to win. If the plan is already to get Sandra out, so. And if you put Jeff Varner at the front and Sandra towards the front too, then they don't really know what's going on. So you can mask it really well. Um, <clears throat> I, I feel like Sandra's assessment is probably correct. Sherry, you uh, share his sentiment, or what's your take on that? As a I don't Sanders think saying? that they. I don't think that they threw the challenge just to get rid of her. I really don't. I think, you know, if anything, Sandra has been sort of one of the detriments to the tribe and challenges. We saw her take a long time to get across, as opposed to the other tribe. Um, she took a lot more time than the other the other tribe. And... I think, you know, Sander is great at playing the game, but she's not great at a lot of the challenges. Oh, I would agree. She's and one of the most notoriously bad challenge competitors ever, yeah. Right. And Jeff even made a comment, you know, that Sander was taking a long time getting across. Yeah, so, she maybe threw the challenge herself. <laughs> I think she might be deflecting some guilt is what she might be doing. Mm. That's, Interesting that's possible. Yeah. But I'm we not... do have um, somebody else on the switchboard we can bring up and see what she thinks. If you'd like to oh, take great. a fan call. Oh sure. Uh, let's hear it from the let's hear it from the fans. Yeah. What's who is it? What do they have to say? Somebody we heard from last week. We have Kansas back this week. Hi, Kansas. Hello. Good evening, y'all. Howdy. It's good to be back again, Mike. And it's nice to finally get to meet you over the phone, Jeff. How you oh, doing? Hello. I'm hanging in there. I'm good. I'm good, thanks. How about you? I'm doing great after last night. That was something, let me tell you. <laughs> were you happy that what happened happened, or were you wanting anything else? Mike, come on. <laughs> after well, last that's, a, that's a softball lob right to you, so talk about how happy you were. I did a jig of glee. How does that sound? <laughs> I was very happy to see the queen dethroned. 
She handled it very well for as sassy as Sandra was to other winners. I, I did. I I would give her accolades that she handled it extremely well from a, being. Well, the and she went out fighting body. too. You know, she she really gave it her one hundred percent effort on the way out the door. You know, like even at the tribal, she was she was mixing it up. She was working the game against Ty the whole uh, up until they got her out. So she she's great. She's a very highly respected player, in my opinion. Oh yes. But Jeffrey, don't you? I mean, don't you think that it's kind of unfair for someone that already won twice? I mean, not if they get to the end. I. That's why I, I think the responsibility <laughs> is on the other players to get them out of the game. You know, like right. I, just, I just wouldn't have let them get to the end of the game again. You know, just like I wouldn't have during her, Heroes versus Villains with Sandra coming back, I'd be like, oh, look, another winner is here. We should just get the winners out because they know how to win. They've done it. So I don't, letting them go, every day you let them go farther is a mistake on the people playing. It's not exactly. so much a comment on, on the, the person who gets to the end. But um, is it fair? Yeah, if they're there, I think it's fair. They, if if they're there. Well, I, that, that's, I guess then, then I would say, is it really fair to bring someone like that back? See, I'm, I'm all for the money aspect. And for, mm. just, this is just my personal opinion. I'd like to see somebody else that I feel is really deserving of a win. To win that, mm-hmm. to me, is more exciting. To see somebody else that's been trying and trying so many times that never won before to finally win. That to me is a little, that, this is my opinion. It, it's, I just find that more exciting. Who's, who's, who's like a good, who's like off the top of your head, who are good examples of that? Of when, Well, Malcolm, for one thing, he's gone now. But we mm-hmm. were talking about Jeff, Jeff Varner. I figured if he would have gotten um, Sandra out himself, I felt I would have liked to have seen him win. Mm-hmm. And okay. then... And then the football, what's his name again? The football guy. Brad Culpepper. Brad Culp, yes. He's definitely right now deserving of this win. Without a doubt. Yeah, he's definitely transformed his game from, you know, F.U. Brad Culpepper battling Jervis's niece to where he is now. I think he handled well. Even the stuff with Debbie, I think that was Debbie's own insanity more than anything. I, he's like, yeah. who wants to do what? She's like, I want to do the balance beam. And he's like, okay. And then she's like, Sandy's a sexist jerk. And I'm like, he, <laughs> did, he said you could do what you wanted to do. So why are you... I don't know. He handled yeah. her beautifully. He really did. But he's playing a damn good game. And, mm-hmm. then, so, so it's, and then so is Sierra Jeffrey. Sierra's been, especially last week, she was knocking it out of the ballpark. She was phenomenal. And you know what's funny is kind of the weekend. Sierra's so. another one that I just don't remember. Like, I always forget about her. Why is that? <laughs> well, coming into this, I think her and Haley were arguably like, what did they change in their game? Which was the same season, uh, Worlds Apart. One was a blue collar, one was a no collar, and when you think of the mm-hmm. season, I don't think you think of those two people. There's all kinds of people you think about, not them, but they're they they're mixing it up and they're going against these, you know, very competitive your threes, Ozzy, Sandras, and they're they've outlasted them. So. And uh, yeah, Ozzy, did Ozzy ever win? You guys, I don't remember. He lost to Yule in a five to four vote when Becky got no votes, and then that's as close as he's 
he's gotten. And uh, South Pacific, he got pretty close. He he kept battling back into the game. And then in uh, Micronesia, he got booted with an idol. They they played him. Suri, I think, played him. So, yeah. Because I wouldn't mind seeing him win either. It's, I think it's just a point of – because I'm, I'm for the money, and I'd really like to see somebody else win the money. I'm like that with Big Brother, too. You know, I don't want to <laughs> see somebody new win it. I don't want to see the same person winning twice. If it's I just, see it's Rachel not, on it's, Big Brother really. again, I'll be, I'll be upset because I can't stand her. So. Who? Rachel. Oh, uh. Well, Cherry loves her, so I'm not going to say anything. But you know what? I love Rachel <laughs> off the show. Off the I like show, her better on the show. Rachel like is cool as hell, show. and normally, and most of the time, her opinions and mine are the same with the other house guests. So I really think if Rachel would have watched Rachel, she would have hated herself watching All Big my Brother. All from reality, not from reality TV. So there. <laughs> Well, I'd hate to see last year's winner win again. I hope they never bring her back. Who won last year? Who was that? Nicole. <clears throat> oh, right, 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 right. That was the worst season ever, man. I was ready to give up Big Brother entirely after season 18. <laughs> oh, my God, that's, it just sucked. Oh, that season was so bad. Thank goodness they brought over the top. Because now, Sherry, I'm a live feeder. Over the top Are brought you? me into getting live feeds. <laughs> wow. Because I wasn't going to. But then they offered, you know, the free month trial, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to give it a shot. And, boy, I, I was that, – that to me now was Big hooked. Brother. That was so damn good. But here's what I wanted to ask you guys because – I came in late. I missed, like, about almost 15 minutes of you guys talking when the show first started. So maybe you can help me out on this. And this is something that I love so much about this season of Survivor is all this craziness going on. I don't remember it ever being like this. And it really messes with your mind because this whole thing with Ty, you guys, I literally wanted to jump through the TV and strangle him. Like, what are you doing? When he opened his mouth, and first when he when he spills the beans to Sandra, you know they had this perfectly they had this perfect thing lined up. He spills the beans to Sandra, and then at tribal council, it looks like he's trying to get Ozzy out. And it's mm-hmm. like, what are you doing? And I didn't understand. Then he started the whole thing with her. He didn't play his idol because I was waiting for him to play his idol. Doesn't play his idol. I thought for sure he was going, you guys. I thought it was going to be either him or Ozzy. And then he turns around, and he does end up, you know, voting Sandra. So it was like, wow. So was he pulling a Sandra on Sandra or what? I mean, the whole thing just blew my mind. I'm just sitting there with my mouth open up last night watching this. I think it was poor gameplay and not any kind of meta brainiac maneuver. I think he just doesn't think when he's at tribal council, and I don't think he was – trying to play her. That's my perspective. Jeff, what's your perspective, dude? Um, I'm totally was checking a text message for a moment. <laughs> oh, no, you're I fine. Is, is Ty a genius or is Ty an idiot? 
I think essentially um, is the question. I, I don't think he's either. <laughs> I don't think Ty yeah. is either a genius or an idiot. I think he is a great character with a great soul who is really sloppy at the game and yeah. also very lucky. And so that makes him an interesting thing to watch to play around. So I like him as uh, entertainment from my living room. I can imagine it being very frustrating to have to interact with him in person in the game. I would agree, and I, I'm good friends with Ty. He gave me a shirt. He's given me a jar of honey. I would never say he's an idiot. I think he has challenges <laughs> with the game, um, key aspects of the game. I think the, the whole element of the, the show is kind of not really what Ty's about. I think he would have flourished on a show like Utopia that got canceled, which is a whole other yeah. premise than, than this show yeah, where you've got to systematically build a society. Produced. I wish that would have been better. That was I, a, love, I love Utopia. Watching yeah. We're covering the gamut tonight, friends. Wow. Um, and who do you think? Who are you, who are you rooting for going uh, into this uh, next episode here? And uh, we're getting close to where Sierra has an opportunity to use her legacy advantage. Do you think she will use it now or hold out to later? Do you think Sierra will be here later? What do you, what do you think is happening? Who does the question, question go out to? Anyone, uh, Kansas, I directed at you, but anyone else uh, going forward, who do you think, what do you think is going to happen with Ceres Legacy Award? Because this is the first chance at Final 13 um, it can be played this next episode, I believe. Hmm. I don't know. I'm with you too, Jeffrey. I don't know either. I mean, sometimes with those new little twists like that, it's kind of just like, uh, I don't know. We'll see. Sometimes they go well, sometimes they don't. Sometimes they are game changers, sometimes they're not. You know, we'll see. Yeah. I'd like to see her go far. Definitely, Mike, because she's definitely on the top of my list. I'd like to see her do really good. I would, too. I think she's a she's a big question mark, and I think we've seen her grow and develop. It was like what we were, we were seeing with Malcolm right before he we went out. I think he was playing a whole different way than he had in Caramoan or uh, Philippines. So... I would she's have loved to better. see him win this, this season. She may use it because she's. I think she's going to want to be seen as somebody who makes some big moves, and she can with that. And, mm-hmm. you know, it would be really hard to be voted off and have to hand that off to somebody else and let, you know, see them use it. Mm-hmm. So why not use it at your first opportunity and, you know, see what you can do with it. Hmm. Um, so I guess we'll ask one of the last questions. Um, who are your, who are you? Who would you most like to see win at this point from each of the tribes, and who would you least like to see win from the Mana and Nuku tribes? Debbie's now uh, replaced Sandra on Nuku. So, do I need to run through the tribes, or do you guys know who's on which group? Would that be helpful? Or well, definitely, um, definitely for me, Debbie Nuku definitely don't want to see her win. Okay, and who <laughs> would you like to see win out of Nuku? Probably Jeff Varner or Ozzy. Okay. Sherry? 
I would love to see Jeff Bonner win. I I adore him. I think he is amazing. I love him. Mm-hmm. I do too. Um, I I also love Michaela. Mhm. And would like to see her go a long way. Um, we'll see how that goes. Okay. Jeff? I'm going to go with uh, Zeke on one end and Aubrey on the other. I think they both have uh, very uh, great game skills in them, and I think they both should be rewarded in some way, and so I'm hoping they both go far. You know what? He's he's making a point, you guys. I'm not thinking about that, but Zeke, definitely, he he could pull this out. Yeah. I keep forgetting about him, but seriously, he could. He is a really good game player. In season, I mean, like he, he, built, he certainly built his resume last night, that's for sure. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. I'll um I'll agree with I think Kansas that Debbie and winning is not something I want in the same sentence. Right. For Nuku, <laughs> for, for Nuku I I think Zeke's a compelling player. Um, I, I'm curious to see how he does. I think Varner though has been one of the OG trash talkers and just I want him to make the merge. I want him to go as far as he can. So. I guess I'd say him. And then for Mana, uh, you know, Michaela, I think, is a threat. I think she's trying to play better, but I wouldn't be, I wouldn't cry if she went home. And uh, I think Sarita finally win this season if it's game changers. I think that'd be really cool for Sarita to pull through and be the victor. And I think yeah. she's a, of the great players, she's, she's gone deeper than anyone here except. Aubrey, and I think she's got the shot to do that. When all these alpha males that are left want to battle each other, I think I think she's going to be able to sneak into the shadows and get to the end and trick some of these players. She's going to do some of those Jedi mind tricks like she did on Eric and make people give away idols and make poor choices because I think she's just that – she's just tactical as Sandra with less of a resume. So that's That's what I think. That's a good call. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Her and Sandra definitely can be compared. Oh, yeah, for sure. And one wrong move, and Sandra doesn't get, you know, without the outcast twist, Sandra probably doesn't get to the end. Without certain things going a certain way in Heroes versus Villains, she probably wouldn't have made it to the end. And uh, she just knew what to do, and she goes went headstrong at people. And, you know, Sari, if Micronesia was the final three, I'm pretty sure that Parvati may not be a Survivor winner. I think Sri would have probably won that season, but who knows? Hindsight's 2020. That's the only thing that's guaranteed. Is anyone can look like an expert looking back. So <laughs> that's but the one we, thing Michaela doesn't have is she doesn't have that the people skills to manipulate people like Sandra and Sri do. Yeah. yeah. She doesn't she keep her cool. To, well, she hasn't learned to lie to people's faces and manipulate them to do the things she wants them to do. Well, plus she has you a know, really bad temper. 
So she That's turns people off that way. Too. Yeah. Yeah, I think if she can control that and learn to manipulate people like some of the others do, I think she would be a real danger, you know. But mm-hmm. she's still got some learning to do. <laughs> she's she young too, isn't it, she? It challenges. Huh? Yeah. She's young. Yeah, she is. She's definitely a millennial, and that's why Zeke is a gen, the oldest uh, millennial. I think that's why he plays almost like Gen X, those life experiences, and less likely to trust somebody. If you've been burned in reality, you're going to do some things on reality TV that may be more intense than the millennials might. So who knows? That's why I would say Zeke's got a better shot than Michaela out of the two, I think. No, sure. definitely, without a doubt. I think he's she's a better player, too. She, I think he is. She's, she's, she can be great. She's very strategic. But I think Zeke's better at keeping his cards close to his uh, fancy mm-hmm. shirt than she is. So. Definitely. <laughs> fancy shirt. <laughs> he does have a very cool wardrobe. I like his yeah. Ponderosa outfits and his game game outfits. And even his uh, sizzle video had him laying in the mud puddle. So, you know, Zeke's a hell of a character. Yeah, they they found gold when they found him. Well, yes, they did. Death. Yes, cultivation they did. in that Big Brother game. It sounds like so. Why didn't Zeke and the season's win that not game? over yet? You never know what kind of game changing moves are going to come out of everybody. I just since you you watched him play in an actual game, why did he not win your game, Jeff? What happened? Um, Was the player better? I think. Oh, oh, for oh, for that little game we played in my in my apartment for my apartment, going away yeah. party years ago. That one, uh, I think the winner, him and the winner, definitely worked together the whole time. I just okay. think, uh, and it was off the radar from everyone else. So him and the guy who ended up going to the finals with Zeke were a great secret alliance duo together. Okay. Um, I think Zeke, Zeke's downfall in the game with the vote is, I think maybe. Zeke used flirting as a tool a little bit more than the other person, mm. and I think I think in retrospect it kind of bit Zeke in the butt. Uh, but uh, but uh, they, it was very equal. It was like a five-four vote or something like that. It was, okay. it was it was very it was a very equal vote. Awesome. Well, um, I can't believe I've battled through and talked this much, feeling as horrific as I do right now. But. Um, I don't know if we really missed any major items from the episode. Uh, you know, Ty got some more idols. He kept them. He somehow survived getting voted out. They took out Sandra. And then Debbie's gets a big reward, comes back. And we got two tribes of seven going into a merge pretty soon, I would think. I would say the merge is probably after the next vote if it's one of the legacy advantages. So we're about to get to the individual portion of this game. So we'll see who prevails. Um, Sherry, did you have awesome. any other questions? Yeah. All right. Just who can believe that who's going to expect that Ty has two idols? You know, if he pulls oh, yeah. out Ty's one, they're gonna, he's going to be in the game for a long time. They're going to think that he's, you know, used his one and only idol. They're never going to expect that he has another one. So I think we, you know, he's going to be able to pull off something, you know, really big with the second one. Um, 
I can see him getting James though and have two in his in his underwear though and go home and not you think to play him. I, oh, I think would, he might miss play him. That would be horrible. That would be horrible. I would I hate just, to see I, that happen. I think he's either gonna miss mistrust Brad and get played or I just see bad things to come for Ty. I don't have any spoilers. This is a spoiler-free show, but just the, my gut tells me, even though I lost 280 pounds, I still have enough gut to know that something's going to happen really bad with Ty's idol. And it might be – it'd be cool if that idol gets played when Troy Zans does. It could be like, I want to see a vote where no one has a valid vote and they have to re-vote. That's never happened, and I think it'd be really cool to see. Certain scenario. It almost happened, I think, in Cambodia, but it, I don't think it fully happened. So I want to see a vote where no one has a valid vote and see what happens. Interesting. Yeah. It almost Fair happened good. in our. Can't wait till next week. Can't wait. And Jeff, thank you for um, for coming in and talking about the show. It was great to have you. Yes, I'm glad I was available today for you. Uh, it was nice uh, talking to you both again. Our pleasure. By the way, I talked to Survivor um, Cowboy from uh, Cook Islands, and he said yes. to say hi to everybody. He's um, back in, um, oh, my goodness. He didn't tell me he's just overseas. Um, he's actually in gosh now I can't think of it. Um He's oh God, I can't remember now. Um he's, he's raising in another country. Daughter. Yeah. Okay. I believe he's in, um, gosh, I can't think right now. Is it Southeast Asia? Isn't he, I thought he was, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to mix up countries, but I thought Vietnam, but I'm not sure. I think, yeah, I think it's Vietnam. Okay. And they're having a boat today, and he said it was going to be dangerous because they might be protesting and that kind of thing today, so... I hope he's being very careful. He sent me a picture of his daughter. His little two-and-a-half-year-old daughter is gorgeous. Her name is Hannah, and she is beautiful. So um, he did say to say hi to everyone. So well wishes to Cowboy. And we're going to have a great guest next week. You want to tell everybody who that's going to be? Yeah, from Survivor Philippines, um, Artist will be here, and he was, despite Malcolm begging and pleading to be number 350, Artist is the actual survivor that was the 350th one I've met. So I can't wait to talk to him. He's He's got great opinions, and uh, I can't wait to hear his, his perspective because he fought for a long time and finally got on Philippines. He applied, I think, 15 or 16 times, and CBS finally gave him a call. So, yeah. Looking forward to that. Yeah, I'll definitely turn in, tune in on that one. That'll be a fun uh, fun episode to go over, I think. Well, Jeffrey, Can't it's wait, been so. fun talking to you tonight. You too. We'll have to stay in touch. 
Absolutely. All right. Well, do you have anything else, Kansas? No, I'm just excited about what's going to happen next week. I'd really like to hear what Ty has to say about his whole switch around because I'm, I, there's still a part of me that thinks he might be a hidden genius somewhere. I don't understand why he turned <laughs> When he voted for Sandra, That I, it just blew me away. I, I want to just under, try to understand his logic. It looks to me like uh, Ozzy might be in trouble next week. That could happen. Or at least that's that's what CBS wants us to believe anyway. We'll see. So, all right. Well, I believe we're about ready to close this one out tonight. I want to thank everybody for joining us. Everybody take care. Have a great weekend. Thank you so much, Kansas, for joining us tonight. I'm going to go ahead and say goodnight to you. Oh, thank you. I love talking to you guys. All right. Thank you. Have a good weekend. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See you. Thank you. And, Jeff, it's always, always, always a pleasure to talk to you. I hope you know that you're welcome to call in anytime and chat with us. You have oh, an invitation. Well, I appreciate the invite. You have an open invitation. Anytime, call in and chat with us. Join us in conversation. If you have an opinion, we just want to call in and chat about Survivor. Give us a call I and, never and have chat an opinion, with us on Sherry, Thursday night. I never have an opinion. <laughs> just kidding. Never? I love you guys. I'll see you later. Have a good day. See ya. Bye. You too, babe. Take Bye. care. Bye-bye. I just adore him. Thanks for having him on, Mike. I know. I met him um, a few times up at Toys for Tots in New Hampshire, and I just think the world and all of him. He's amazing. Yep, he's he's a great guy, and I'm glad to have him, and artist should be good next week, and we still we get the Pearl Islands crew together, hopefully, to talk about the demise of um, Sandra and how well she played in their season. So it should be good. We'll see if that gets brokered. But I think I'm going to go rest some more. <laughs> well, I certainly hope that you feel better, Mike. I do, too. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to close the show out so you can go get in bed and get some rest. So everyone... Take care. Have a great weekend. Here's Ron to close us out for the night. I want to finish off the show with a little music and say to all my listeners, thank you guys, and thank you all for coming in. God bless you, and thank you for listening to the show. 
And it was a great one. It's always a great show with Mike Albright on Mike and the Mike. Mike, say good night to everybody. Good night, everybody. All right. Good night, all. Take care. God bless. And be kind to each other out there. That's a wrap.